Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What do you do when you're told you're not welcome at your dad's home, but they still want to FaceTime you every day? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I, female 28, walked in on my fiancé, male 34, kissing his co-worker, female 30. So we all work together in a hospital, unfortunately. They are paramedics and have worked together longer than I've been at the hospital. I knew my fiancé, Ian, when I was still in medical school about six years ago, but he moved, so our relationship ended. I ended up joining the residency program at the same hospital where Ian was working, and we ended up reconnecting, and after two and a half years, we're getting married. We're actually planning to elope as we're not the type to want a massive fuss. His colleague, female 30, Sam, and he had a fling of some sort about nine months before I returned, but it had finished before I had returned. So I decided to drop lunch into him before I started my shift yesterday, as they've been slammed working as we all have. I'm stopped by his manager as I walk in. I talk to her, wish her a good shift and give her an energy bar, and she points me in the direction of my soon-to-be husband. However, when I see him, his lips are locked with Sam's. I left, he ran after me, tried to tell me that he didn't kiss her back. She shocked him, he loves me and can't wait to marry me. I really want to believe him, but I also have respect for myself, and I won't let them make me look stupid. I stayed with my friend last night. Do I trust his word, or... I think I would try to ask around if I could, like, you know, the manager who kind of pointed you in that direction, or maybe any other colleagues that you know that may be working alongside them that may have seen something. I mean, if they were doing that that blatantly there that you just saw them like that, surely if there's more to it, they would have seen something, or, you know, them being really close or something. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, how do I confront my 38-year-old female, husband, 39-year-old male, about hiding, manscaping, plus condom? My husband is on a work trip. It was a one-day event, so he could have come back home the same day, but he gave lots of reasons for extending the trip until tomorrow afternoon. Right before leaving, he also spent way longer than normal in the shower, longest he's ever spent in the shower, in our 12 years, over an hour, There was also a new electronic clipper sound that was different from any of his other tools' sounds. He said it just took extra time to trim his nose hair and his toenails. But there was never any toenail clipping. It's loud, I always hear it. And nose hair trimming wouldn't take as long as he did, so I knew he wasn't being truthful. I also walked in on him sticking something small, noisy or crinkly, square, and silvery white metallic in his backpack when we were getting ready to head to the airport. He zipped his backpack up fast, so I didn't get a good look. But the only thing I could find in our small home that matches the size, color, and sound of the wrapper that he placed in his backpack are condoms. I then took a shower today after he left. I noticed that the drain was clogged and the water was rising in the tub. I pulled out the stopper and found a large mound of his hair. He's never, ever manscaped before or shown an interest in it. 
but after unclogging the drain, I found a manscaping kit tucked away underneath his sink behind some other items which appeared to be brand new with the tags and wrapping barely taken off. He's also come home from a work trip before where he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. I asked why, and he said he dropped it in the bathroom at the airport and didn't have time to wash it, so he stuck it in his bag. Lastly, he recently started wearing really nice outfits, clothes he never wears, every day this week leading up to the trip. When I asked about this, he got defensive and said that no matter what I tried to tell him, I wasn't discouraging him to begin with though, he was just claiming I was, he would wear what made him feel confident. How do I seriously confront him about this? And what if he denies it? I'm so scared to rock the boat with him. I've seen posts where people say to gather evidence before confronting, but... He has so many locks on his phone and computer, he's never allowed me access to it during our marriage, so checking there isn't an option. He's always been private, but has been much more secretive lately, making sure his phone screen is completely out of my view when we sit on the couch or are in bed. He also has a separate credit card that he'd had before we were married, and I don't have access to and have no idea what he uses it for, so he could easily make purchases in places without me knowing. If I tag him in photos on social media, he untags himself so it doesn't show up on his profile. I've never heard him mentioning about having a wife while he's on work calls. When I've brought this up, he gets defensive and then shuts his office door during calls. I've never met anyone from his work. He works remotely and travels to his company's office throughout the year. So I guess while there isn't any hard evidence, I think it's pretty clear that there are way too many signs that something is going on. Even if he isn't like explicitly cheating, just the way that he's treating OP in general is like a no-go, is it not? They're like keeping OP as their own little secret tucked away back at home and then living their life elsewhere. I would truly hope that OP's fixated on more than just the cheating if he literally does not want to be seen with you. Our next story is, my boyfriend, 40-year-old male, and I, 29-year-old female, just returned from vacation, and he wants us to split every single expense 50-50. Is that fair? Hello everyone, I just got back from my first vacation with my boyfriend. After the trip, my boyfriend wanted us to split the cost 50-50. Even every little thing we bought, like bottled water at the airport or a $3.17 musubi, everything needs to be precisely, like if on the bill he didn't eat that food, he won't share. Or if on the bill I don't drink coffee, he will minus it for me. He has a full-time job while I'm a full-time student with a part-time job. He thinks it's fair to split everything 50-50, but I don't agree. I believe we should still share expenses, but not necessarily split them exactly in half. For example, if I paid for the airfare, he could pay for the hotel. Or if he bought food, I could pay for the drinks. I feel like splitting everything 50-50 is more like a friendship than a romantic relationship. What do you guys think? Do you think my boyfriend's approach is fair? I mean, I think if somebody wants to split things 50-50, I think that's fair enough. It's just, when you're a part-time worker and a full-time student, you both will have to begin to understand that 50-50 may not be very compatible for both sides. At the same time, you're in a committed relationship with somebody that, if you're not quite at the you're supposed to love them stage, you're supposed to like them quite a bit, If they're giving you grief over a bottled water or a coffee or something here or there, I just think that's too far. I think if you can't spot your partner a $3 bottle of water here or there or a coffee whenever, and then, you know, split the bigger stuff actually 50-50, then I think you're really overdoing it. 
If OP wants this to work, I think they need to sit down with their boyfriend and figure out exactly what their expectations are. No more animosity or confusion if you know exactly how things should be. And if that doesn't work, if you can't come to an agreement, it's probably for the best you know that now before things get more serious. Our next story is, my 40-year-old male, girlfriend, 30-year-old female, wants to have a matching tattoo with her guy best friend, 30-year-old male. My girlfriend, 30-year-old female, and I, 40-year-old male, have been living together for almost 5 years already. For context, I'm not a controlling guy. I don't tell her things she can't do. She can go out of the country with her friends, including guys, etc. Last night, she went out to dinner and drinks with a girl, friend, and her guy, best friend, whom I haven't met. He migrated. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. They do another country and was just here for a visit. After a while, she texted me that they're in a tattoo shop choosing a design for a matching tattoo. I told her that I'm not okay with my girlfriend having a matching tattoo with another guy regardless of their closeness. I told her that having a permanent thing like a tattoo is an intimate gesture, and I think that should be reserved to us as a couple. She got mad and told me it's normal. She then made it about me being sexist, that I'm opposing it because her best friend is a guy. This argument went on with her making it about a lot of other things wherein my only issue was I clearly told her that I'm not okay with my girlfriend having a matching tattoo with a guy other than me. Am I overreacting? Am I wrong to be not okay with it? I'm really starting to question my sanity here. So I think what's important to focus on here is OP has every right to have a personal preference. I'm not saying that OP should be able to dictate and say whether or not she can or can't do something, but I think it's totally fair to say, listen, I personally do not like and do not want for you to have that tattoo. OP can explain the reasoning, but I think it's totally fair to have that opinion. The ball's then in her court. She can go ahead and still do it all she wants, she just knows that it's going against what OP would prefer. But that doesn't mean OP's in the wrong for having a preference on this. 
To be honest, if it were me in the boyfriend's shoes, I'd probably struggle with this one too. Our next story is, my boyfriend, 30-year-old male, wants to make a career switch that could force me, 29-year-old female, to drop out of college. My boyfriend and I have been together since we were 15 and 17. We had our first child at 16 and 18, and since then have had two more children. Since the first child, he's asked me to stay home so he could work, and I agreed. On top of him working, I was a nanny to his sister's kids, our niece and nephew, who were living with grandma for 10 years while mom was in and out of jail. I had them 13.5 hours a day, 5 days a week, and the income from that brought in enough to pay our mortgage. Over the last 13 years, I've had a few odd jobs that I attempted to work, but every time something would happen with his job, whether it be a career change or him having to work more overtime, it always resulted in me having to go home and watch the kids because he couldn't get off and relieve the sitter, so I'd inevitably have to resign. I took this in stride because he was the one that brought in the larger income, despite the fact that these resignations and years of no job history, other than family nanny, has made me virtually useless to the workforce on paper. I held out though because he always said when all five kids were in school, I'd be able to go to college. Well, that was this year. All five kids went to school and I pulled from being our niece and nephew's nanny because their mom regained custody this year as well. The minute I enrolled, it seems like crap hit the fan. Before I even started my first day, my boyfriend comes out of nowhere saying he wants to go to college at the same time as me. His job offers a college program, and at the end of the two-year program, you would move up and make a few more dollars an hour, and you would still be paid. Problem being, the pay in hours would be much less than he's already making, so I would have had to start working to supplement the missing income. I begged him not to. I have no idea what ignited this for him. We've been together since we were teens and he's never wanted to go to college. And he already makes over $100,000 a year. He kept pushing, but eventually his mom and sisters caught wind and forced him to back down, stating, It's OP's turn. She held back to support your career for years. You can go when she finishes. This opportunity of schooling will always be free and available to you. He eventually let it go. However, he started back up, but this time wants to switch to a different company in the same field of work, saying he'd make more money at this new company, but that's subject to change. He could make more at this company because their incentive is so high. Incentive works like this. The entire company makes 30% of the production rate. So if the company produced 100,000 worth of product, they would receive 30,000, and it would be split and distributed amongst employees. That being said, it's 30% right now, it could very well drop to 2%, or even nothing in the next month or two. If he switches jobs, he'll start at the bottom of the ladder again, doing the grunt work of the mill and making less hourly. Right now, he's in a comfortable position and has a good amount of free time where he can sit in his office and watch movies or sleep. This new position would require him to do three times as much labor with a chaotic schedule and since the company is far larger than his current one, it could take him years to move back up to where he is now. He confronted me last night asking why I don't support this and I told him I just want him to stay put so it doesn't interfere with my schooling. His income and schedule are predictable. I don't get it. For 13 years, I supported his careers and every change he made. Even if this meant we went a month without income while we waited on his first check or moving, I'd take on extra kids to pull and supplement income and he frequently changed jobs. 
My schooling has not interfered with his schedule at all. I still make sure I'm home every day to get the kids off the bus. I get up the earliest daily to make breakfast and get the kids to school. I still make dinner every day and pack his lunch. I still do a majority of the household chores and I'm the one that calls off to take the kids to appointments. I've ensured my schedule has not forced him into any more work. I only go to school when the kids are at school. The only changes have been the homework I do when he's home and I'm a little more tired. All I'm asking is he sit still and let me focus on myself. I've waited over a decade so we could focus on him and the kids and rarely complained. All I want is to finish this degree, three more years, so I can have a stable job and help provide. But it seems like he's doing everything he can to put the focus back on himself. All this said, if the incentive at this other company stayed up, he could potentially make more. So should I back down and support this switch for him? Or should I stand my ground and ensure my schooling comes first this time? This has got to be a situation I think where OP puts their foot down. When you supported them in the past, it was because your family is still developing and still growing, trying to find a good footing. Well, now you're in a great position. Things are not in jeopardy. You're in a great position to move forward and improve with things as they are. And they're wanting to take a risky gambling path that's going to make things so much harder on the rest of their family. It's not fair to OP. It's not fair to the family. I don't know if this guy just gets uncomfortable being stuck in the same place for too long. You know, just has this feeling that they need to do something bigger and better and take on some new challenge. But it's just not what his family and responsibilities are calling for. Our next story is, my family excludes my girlfriend and that upsets her. To give some context, my girlfriend, 27-year-old female, and I, 28-year-old male, have been together for a little more than a year. We see each other four to five times a week. I currently still live with my parents to save money, but I hope to move out soon. My twin sister is living out of town and visits about once a month, and she doesn't like my girlfriend all that much because she thinks that my girlfriend is taking too much of my time and preventing me from spending time with my sister. My family likes to plan things with me, like going to dinner or watching a movie or whatever the case may be as a family. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Emily, and when I tell my girlfriend that, she feels left out. I stick up for her when my family wants to do something, and I want to invite her, but they don't want her to be there. They just want me. My girlfriend doesn't want to be treated as an option on when she can or can't participate in things with my family. I've tried talking with my parents to be more inclusive, but their argument is that they just want to be together as a family, and that it's nothing personal, but they feel that she's invading our family, as they think she always wants to be involved. We've had this problem for a long time now, and I don't know what to make of it or how to fix it. Because I love my family, and I want to spend time with them, but I feel that they aren't as accepting of my girlfriend. And I also don't want to ditch the family plans as well to spend time with my girlfriend, because I also want to spend time with my family. Where do I go from here to make all the parties happy? I mean, realistically, I think you have to prioritize one thing or the other, either your family or your relationship. 
I would say if you're serious about your partner and you want to be with her and you think this is the person that someday you're probably going to marry, every time they're not invited or they're not welcome to anything, you begin saying, sorry, I can't make it. My girlfriend isn't invited and I'm going to spend the night with her. I mean, you're 28 years old. You have the authority to do that. Our next story is... I, 30-year-old female, am not welcome to dad's home with stepmom and their adopted daughter, 23-year-old female, but he calls me every day to FaceTime. Need advice? Background and context, when I was 12, parents were going through a custody battle, so I had a court-appointed family therapist. A year after they got married, I found a letter my stepmom, homemaker, wrote to the therapist to convince me to go to boarding school because she didn't want me in her home, with her family, and it gave her anxiety. This was a huge breach of trust, and I never felt comfortable with her again. In family photos, I was always asked to step out so they could take photos of just their family. No pictures of me existed in the home. She never referred to me even as her stepdaughter, just as her husband's daughter. When I've come to visit from flying across the world, she doesn't come out of her room even if it's midday. When I was younger and my dad would be at work, I would have dinner with her and her daughter, and they would whisper in each other's ear while I'm just sitting there hating my life. When I was visiting from out of town, it was a normal thing that I would be in the living room while my dad, stepmom, and sister would be in my dad or stepmom's bedroom watching movies where I was not welcome. Boarding school in the end was the best thing to happen for me as I didn't have to live in that environment daily. I wasn't a violent, crazy child or anything. I was hurting, but I didn't do drugs or anything of the sort. My boarding school principal told me never had they seen an application so well prepared and laminated as if that was a compliment. My stepmom had prepared my application. At 17, my mom died suddenly in a fire. And I thought my dad and his family would try to embrace me more, but it just got worse. I had no one at my high school graduation. My dad made too much money, which made me ineligible for student loans when I started uni, when I needed help for tuition. He told me I should drop out and work, but living at his house wasn't an option to work and save. And working while not in school where I lived wasn't possible as an international student on a student visa. My adopted sister had private school and cars paid for. It felt like we weren't really a family. My problems were my problems to figure out. Their problems was a family endeavor of support. Once for my birthday, my dad and stepmom had got me a blender, and when I opened it, my sister, who was maybe 17 at the time, threw a tantrum and got angry at her mom at the restaurant because she was angry I received a blender and she wanted one. My sister was always cold to me and no matter how much I tried to be nice and warm and bring her gifts whenever I saw her, I would get cold shouldered. When I would fly mom out of town to visit, she would be at her friend's house for the weekend when I arrived. I never understood why and it always hurt me but I just took it internally. A few years ago, I fortunately left an abusive marriage. This was the lowest point in life and I was sleeping on my friend's floor for 6 months. Going to my dad's house in Hawaii wasn't an option. I felt like I had no one. I would say I wanted to come and visit and recover. My dad even bought me tickets but then would always cancel the week before. During this time, my sister never once reached out to me, even though my dad told her I had left because of the physical violence. Instead, during this time, I saw she out of the blue added my previous ex-boyfriends she had never even met on social media. It was so weird and it felt like during my lowest moment, someone was out to get me. I texted her to ask her why she was adding my exes and she never responded. A few months later, my dad and her came to a family wedding and the whole time my sister avoided eye contact with me. 
I sat through a whole dinner sitting across from her where she didn't look towards me once. I was helping my dad download something on his phone when a text came in. Do I have to be at the hotel when your family's over? Referring to me. I lost it. I know it's not good, but it felt like there were years of internalizing pain came out. I yelled at her and told her what a crap sister she's been. I was crying and yelling and it was so dramatic, but no violence, no throwing anything, just a lot of tears. It wasn't good to yell like that. She yelled back that I always make sure that she knows he's my father. She's black, so I get that she might have insecurities looking so different from parents and being adopted. Maybe it makes her uncomfortable that we look alike, but when it comes down to it, she has been supported and lived with them her whole life, and I haven't been able to live with my dad since I was 12. I haven't been allowed to visit him for 5 years. I'm not sure how to have my dad more part of my life. I wish he would stand up to his wife and not allow her to dictate his daughter visiting him. My adult sister is 23 and still lives there. I've reached out to her. No response. I tried sharing how if she really can't take me being there, she can go somewhere two weeks out of the year and he says no. Anytime I ask about visiting me, there's always an excuse of being tired, it's too cold. Unless I have an emergency, he basically doesn't seem to be interested in any possibility of making plans to be in each other's life offline. I get so sad after FaceTiming and depressed about the relationship. He shows me palm trees and their new dog and wants to know all the details of my life, but it stops there. It makes me feel more alone than I already feel. Now, after years of finding random excuses why I can't come to visit my dad in Hawaii, my dad is now blaming me that I can't come because what I did to her? I've reached out to her to apologize for the yelling part, but she never responded. My dad said he can't take me coming to visit in that environment. On his health? But when we're together, the two of us have a wonderful time. But even when my adult sister, 23-year-old female, has spent months traveling, I still wasn't allowed to visit, which makes me think it's a wife issue masked as something else. Throughout all of this, he calls me on FaceTime daily on his walks to chat and talk about politics. If I don't answer, he's worried and sends me texts how I'm doing. In those ways, he's caring, we get along very well and have a lot of the same interests. My brother died of overdose last year, my half-brother, not my dad's son, just on my mom's side, after being homeless for a year. I was his only family member and had to figure everything out. After not seeing my dad for four years, him refusing to visit me because he's tired to travel, and I'm not allowed there because God knows what, he finally showed up for me. I was my brother's only living family member, so a lot of responsibility and grieving fell on my shoulders. It was nice because my dad came to be there for me and helped me figure out things for the funeral, and in those ways I get confused because he did show up. He also paid for my plane tickets, car rental, and hotel to get to the funeral. Six months later, my dad came to visit me again, which was wonderful, to help me move across the country for grad school. I was super happy that he's starting to be part of my life again and it feels like there's a new normalcy. Advice needed. Now the dilemma. There is no emergency going on in my life right now. No one has died. No one is moving across the country alone and needs help. No one is recovering from surgery or getting married. I am not welcome to his home in Hawaii because he says he can't take the environment and he'll have a stroke if I come but also makes no plans or has interest in coming to see me. One would take that as, he doesn't want a very close relationship, and that's fine. It sucks and it makes me sad, but tons of adult children and parents aren't necessarily so involved in each other's life. But he calls me every day, 
If I don't answer, he is worried about me. He wants to chat every day about our day and current events, etc. I don't really want a virtual relationship. I want my dad to be a dad offline. He completely disregards how his family treats me and blames me for ruining the relationship with my sister, where I am the reason why I'm not welcome in his home. In fact, he says how much his wife likes me, which is honestly utter bull. He also throws a pity party for his other daughter. He says how she has it harder than me. He says that he has a closer relationship with me compared to her because we talk way more. It's very confusing. She has an OF account and lives at home, has a car given to her, and decided to drop out of school after getting to go on a college tour with parents on different Hawaiian islands. I've never had such a thing. I'm doing my PhD and have a good job, a good car I bought on my own, good friends and a healthy relationship. Just because I've adapted to relying on myself well doesn't mean I'm not deserving of a relationship in person. This year I went through a divorce and my brother dying while juggling working full time while doing my PhD full time and everything else in life. I get on paper maybe I'm doing better but I don't know if she actually has it harder than me. I would love to live close to my dad and live for free in Hawaii. Just because she's made different choices doesn't mean that I'm not struggling and need family. I'm not sure how to have my dad more part of my life. I wish he would stand up to his wife and not allow her to dictate his daughter visiting him. My adult sister is 23 and still lives there. I've reached out to men things. No response, to which I expected. Why would she work things out with me if ignoring me means I can't come around? I tried asking my dad if she really can't take me being there. She can go somewhere two weeks out of the year so I can visit him. He says he can't afford that. And even when she has lived elsewhere, his wife also had a problem. Anytime I ask him about visiting me, there's always an excuse of being tired. Too much on his health to travel, money, it's too cold. Unless I have an emergency, basically he doesn't seem to be interested in any possibility of making plans to be in each other's life offline. I get so sad after FaceTiming and depressed about the relationship. He shows me palm trees and their new dog on FaceTime and wants to know all the details of my life but it stops there. It makes me feel more alone than I already feel. I just can't understand why he calls me every single day. How do I get him to be a part of my life offline? Be there for me, be there for each other, spend quality time together. It's really confusing when a parent, who's also your only living family member, wants to be so present in your life while also so invisible all at the same time. I ideally don't want to cut him off. I don't have any other family left. I want him to step up and be in my life in ways that just isn't texting me or calling me on FaceTime. If he's in a bad situation and he can't come visit me, then I feel he can at least take a stand with his wife and adopted daughter and visit me. If you have any advice on how to actually change the dynamic, rather than just ghosting him. Really the only thing that came to my mind isn't necessarily ghosting, but just trying to be more firm. Explaining that if you want to have this father-daughter connection, it can't just be FaceTime. That you need him to show interest and a desire to want to physically meet up and have a time together. Let's put it this way, if he continues to try to just do the FaceTiming thing for the rest of forever, how long is that going to go on before OP says, it's just not worth it anymore, I'm getting too hurt by this? Is it not easier to immediately say, listen, at some point you're just going to have to expect me to stop picking up because I can't keep getting hurt by the fact that you don't want to ever come visit me and you can't let me visit you? Or is it easier just to let things be and try to deal with your emotions while having that virtual relationship? 
Our next story is, my girlfriend, 20-year-old female, got mad because I, 21-year-old male, suggested her high heels might tire her out. Hi everyone, so I have a beautiful, stunning, and really tall girlfriend, she's 6 foot 1, I'm 5 foot 9, who is the sweetest person in the world. She loves heels so much, but doesn't wear them much because she's A, kinda insecure that she looks too tall in them, and B, doesn't really like towering over me. The other day I bought her really expensive and high heels, much higher than she usually wears them, and she got so excited and happy over it. Last night, while we were about to go to a local festival in town, she asked me whether she should wear the new heels that I got her. She often does this and I always say yes because I think she looks absolutely gorgeous in them and I want to be as supportive as possible. However, last night I responded that, we are probably going to have to walk a lot, so it's maybe not the best idea to wear really high heels, and jokingly teased her that, I'd have to carry your butt like every time. For some reason, she got really sad over it and started arguing. This is really weird because normally she would have understood that this is just usual banter, and I'm only messing with her, and would have definitely not started arguing over something so trivial. She started saying things like, Why can't you be supportive when I'm always so supportive with you? Which is something I really can't wrap my head around because I'm literally her biggest fan. Anyways, the night kinda got ruined after that, and we even decided to leave early from the festival, and haven't been talking much. So, I do want to make things right, but I don't understand what I even did? She's the one who always asks me whether she should or could wear her heels, and this is the first time I suggested, maybe not? and she created such a fuss over it? On the other hand, I do feel like maybe I could have been more supportive, even though I was literally just trying to look out for her. So, how do I fix this? I mean, I think it's all about communication. You just have to try to explain to her as best as you can. It literally was just a comfort thing. That you are literally her biggest fan, like OP wrote here, and that you love how she looks in high heels. It's just a lot of walking. I think really the issue here is you have to understand what exactly upset her about the circumstance, and you're probably not going to get that exact answer through Reddit comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.